Welcome to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. Uh, I'm here today with AJ, and uh, we're just going to dive right in. Did you see the ads for that Game of War game? It's like a... Yeah, that girl with like the huge boobs, and like I don't even know who she is, but my girlfriend's like, it's that chick, you should know who that is, and I was like, I have no idea, but... That makes you a good boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> good. <laughs> I try. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> But, um, um, yeah, yeah. she, I think her name's Kate Upton. Okay, what's she, like, famous for? I don't, I like... I think she's just a model. Okay, yeah, because I just don't recall that name from, like... I've been seeing the, the commercial on TV all the time, though. Yeah, no, I do see it a lot, and that's the thing. Is that game any good, or is she just, like, advertising for some shit game and just looking really good? Uh, I think it might be a mix of both, because it looks very close to League of Legends. Oh, really? Yeah, like, it has a similar style to League of Legends. A MOBA style, but uh, at least that's what it looks like from the commercials I've seen. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not sure if it's actually like League of Legends. It could be something completely different, but I don't know. It looks okay. I might try it out and see what it's like. It's free, so why not? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I was, like, looking for, like, a fun little MMO on my android and i i'm not really sure where to go i can't really find anything that looks super interesting and they most of them are just weird like card related like i don't even know like anime looking strange shit i just want something like even like an 8-bit style like old school mmo on an android would be fun just to like goof around but i can't seem to find something like that so maybe listen an mmo or an rpg oh what an mmo or an rpg like both preferably that'd be awesome like literally you know but uh it's like honestly either at this point like and hopefully our listeners can suggest something if they're at like if they listen to this yeah guys send your stuff to was it almost better than silence twitter yeah or yeah yeah our twitter is at symbol abt silence and uh, what emails and stuff? Uh, e- we should make a email for the podcast, probably. Yeah, definitely. I think I have almost better than silence at gmail dot com. Sorry, it's such a long title, everybody. Ah, <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll be fine. At least it actually says the whole name. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's the joke. I mean, on Twitter we got screwed. It's just like almost better than s. So who knows what that means? <laughs> almost better than shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> almost. <laughs> I like the self-depreciation with the title in general, though. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if it's tongue-in-cheek necessarily, yeah. but we don't take ourselves that serious. We just have a good time. Exactly. I mean, this show is meant to be a fun uh, listen, and I don't know. Hopefully somebody gets something out of it. We're trying to inform you, but also just be laid back, too. It's not anything too serious. If we get a lot of hate, whatever. That's the thing. I was talking to my mentor, and uh, he said... Just get prepared for hate. Like no matter what you're gonna release, oh, yeah. it's gonna you're gonna get it. But you just can't let it bother you at all. And I'm like, I, all the flamers. Yeah. So definitely better to keep it light. I think that probably limits the hate because everyone can kind of attach to people who are just being people. Anytime you sort of put structure on it, it gets a little. It becomes like conformed. Definitely. That's the thing. I just I. I even expressed to our audience, it's like, we're new to this whole thing. It's like, we're going to sound like idiots at points, but bear with us. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully I'll... There may or may not be the wrong words used. Yeah, exactly. 
vocabulary may be mistaken. Yeah, who knows what to expect on this thing. Oh, one thing I touched on with the guys from Press Continue Podcast was uh, the Oculus Rift and how Facebook bought it. It was, like, real brief, but it was, like, a cool little thing to t- uh, talk about. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't even know how to, they, what they want to do is they want to do, like, calls to people uh, through the Rift where you kind of, like, I don't know if we talked about it before, where you, like, look around a room and you can see your friends sitting in the room with you, even though they're not really there. Yeah, exactly. They want to make it, like, a social media experience, and that's kind of awkward. And it's funny because this, me and Adam and... I'm absolutely doing it naked. Yeah, exactly. Me, Adam, and Brittany were talking about this, and they basically... Adam jumped the gun and was like, you know they're going to just turn it into a big, like, porn center. And I was like, oh my god, that's insane. And he was like, it's true. And I'm thinking to myself, but think about it. When you're when you're virtually logged in with the Oculus Rift, you go and lift your hands in real life, and like your game hands don't get lifted. It's like kind of like a sense of like you don't have actual limbs unless you're like wearing some kind of gloves that are programmed that you can, and those do exist. And they're working on all, all sorts of crazy shit like the tread double power, yeah, and like treadmills, treadmills <laughs> to track your uh, motion and stuff. Like that's already in existence it's crazy the stuff they have going for like the external add-ons for the oculus see that's the cool thing about sword art because it explores all that stuff and that's it's all in the future it sword art online takes place in 2021 i believe and um it has to do with this thing called nerve gear which directly accesses your nervous system and paralyzes your body basically while you're using it but it also taps into your the electro the electro currents that your brain sends out to send commands to your limbs yeah sends it to the to the helmet that you're wearing so that your character is like moving around and dude such. i think i only saw the first episode of that show but that whole concept is crazy isn't it that just from the first episode they're like pretty much trapped in the game and if like they like die in game they're dead in real life or something and like the 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 way the their system's hooked up to them it could just zap them or kill them if they quit or something in real life or am i thinking of something else <laughs> no you're thinking of the right you're thinking of the right show yeah it's um it's a really good show I'm on the second season right now. It's being released currently. It has one more episode left, and then the second season's over. And I'm really sad about that. <laughs> I definitely have to give it a, a go so we can talk about it further, because, yeah, it seemed really interesting. So you recommend it, though? Yeah, oh, highly, uh, highly. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, because I... The first season's amazing. Like, the first half of the first season is probably the best part of the entire show. Well, you know what it, it reminds me of is the whole doc dot hack idea and everything but that's the thing i didn't get too far into that series to be able to make a direct comparison how have you much experience with that series um actually yes i watched all of dot hack sign which was the original dot hack oh me too actually that's the only one i have any background with and that was oh that was so goddamn good it was really good sword art is like on another level dude cool no that's good to hear because i i love finding new anime that's great like i the latest that I was enamored with was the whole Attack on Titan, but I'm looking forward to checking out Sword Art a little more. You want to talk about something that's like seriously? They take it so serious. It's such a good show. It really is. It's fantastic. It's well done. Even the English, the English versions on Netflix, and uh, the whole first seasons in English on Netflix. Awesome. Because the it hasn't been released in the second season hasn't been released in the U.S. in English yet. 
But it's licensed, so it will be coming. And uh, it's good shit. The whole show's good shit. <laughs> awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, everything you think is going on right now in the show is pretty much at where they die if they try to disconnect or whatever. Okay. Yeah, like if anyone removes the helmet from them in real life, it zaps their no, brain. No, and that's so unfortunate. It's like, do the people in real life get the scenario? It's kind of like they understand after a couple people, a couple. Yeah, once... was it like um a hundred people die or something in the beginning? So they're like total guinea pigs. Those people. It's just pretty much like you're gonna win some horrible lottery and just be dead. It's it was there were only ten thousand copies of the game sold, and all those ten thousand people were chosen basically to uh, participate in this. Okay, wait, I don't want to like have any spoilers or anything, but I have to ask, being someone who has no background with the show, all, just the first episode, my gut instinct is it's like so. There's like this game master, like some evil guy who's like a mastermind who had this whole idea. So in the show, it's like, is it all focused in game, or is there like an out? outside of game like scope where like the police and stuff are trying to track down the guy responsible for this um i, I don't want to tell you because it's kind okay. of it's spoiler <laughs> no good thank you thank god all right i just wanted to know if it's potential but that's fine with me if you don't even want to go there that's that's good enough yeah i'm not going to not going to go there cool well, that makes me even more excited to watch and find out for myself so sweet yeah, it's it's really good. It's a really good show. Cool, man. It's definitely it's in my top shows I've ever seen. I might rewatch it actually. It's very good. Sweet. Well, there's another one that I was watching called Log Horizon that's very similar. Oh yeah, what's I never heard of that one. That one's uh instead of virtual reality, it's just a regular MMO that they play kind of like World of Warcraft. And uh one day, this thing happens, they call it the apocalypse, and all of a sudden, they are their characters. Oh, what? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Uh, anything like that is really interesting to me, because I've always, like, it's very escapist, but I think it would be kind of invigorating to be put into a world like that. And I'm, now I'm looking at the dot .hack stuff, there's actually um sword art stuff everywhere, too. That's what I mean. They're so similar, and I think like fans of Dot Hack are probably all over Sword Art. Oh, they probably especially... ate it up because it was it wasn't just one per because Dot Hack was just Sukasa stuck in the game, and like oh, the spoiler alerts. Spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! Sukasa was a girl the whole time that they never mentioned until the very end, which she yeah. got out of a coma or whatever she was in. Yeah, dude, it gets it's so good. It's really sad. They're like some really sad parts in that show. Yeah, most anime tugs at the heartstrings. It does some serious tugging. Yeah, damn it, dude. <laughs> uh, the one of the worst tug tugs was uh, <laughs> an elephant lied. Somebody like just starts beating the shit out of a dog and i could not take it that was just horrible <laughs> oh my god i was i was like i can't i can't this is terrible the beginning to me was like rough the beginning of the well, show yeah no that whole first episode she's naked she's like using like this other girl she cuts off this girl's head she's using her body as a shield for bullets like that whole it was the most gory graphic 
opening sequence ever, but it was a setup to like get you prepared for what this like anime is all about, and it was really good overall. But wow, yeah, that one pretty much just like your jaw drops, and it's like pretty much half of the audience is going to leave and be like, this is too much. And then the other half that stick around realize that it's actually an incredible series. The cemetery scene, like a couple oh. episodes in. Oh, good God. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the legs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez. Like she just yeah, takes that the- girl's legs off. Yeah. She takes everything off. All right. Like she'll like, first she loses her, her lower legs and then she loses her fingers and then she loses her arms entirely. So then now this girl is literally a stump of just bloody. She's not, no limbs left. That was just awful. That was like super traumatizing. And, and she didn't die either. I was like, this is insane. No, because she was like her sister or whatever. Yeah, she was a Dio. Dio oh, what were they called? Dio. Uh, it's uh, the be- the beginning of their name was with die because it, was, it meant because they have horns and stuff. Dio. Cleisthenes or something, I want to say. I can't remember, though. Oh, let's see. Diclonius. Diclonius. That is it, yeah. And they had the vectors. Exactly. Oh, my God. That was just super cool. Like, these invisible... You know what the weird thing was, though? Like, the animation style wasn't that... Like, it... Ugh. It wasn't... It should have been better. Like, you know what I mean? That show has a lot to, uh to um what's the word critique because there was some funny ass like shit going on like the for like the beginning half of the show like half of the season there's just unnecessary cherry blossoms falling like throughout like the entire (laughs) (laughs) every scene i swear to god you're just gonna like it's like you're drowning in them it's just unnecessary as hell but it's really funny especially when you take notice to that it's hilarious yeah it's uh the animation seemed very childish to me. And just go figure, just like most animes, it's a situation where a guy moves in with his cousin and his girl cousin is like obsessed with him and really just wants their relationship to work out, which is pretty odd if you're American. <laughs> yeah, Japan apparently that's normal. That's like par for the course. Yeah, so who the hell knows what's going on there. But yeah, that's kind of makes the show a little extra awkward not to mention the extreme gore but overall like the concept of these diclonius like just imagine like these creatures they look like humans but they have these like imaginary vectors like these like uh arms that can like reach invisible out, like, hands tens. yeah they can like reach out like 10 yards but they're also kind of like lightsabers so that they can just like cut through anything because mm. they're like vibrating so fast so it's just like, and they have maybe the the one Diclonius has probably about like six vectors or four vectors, and they can just like cut and fuck shit up as much as they want. And it's and then imagine two of them going to town like fighting each other. It's like some Dragon Ball Z kind of shit. It's really interesting. Yeah, it's a uh, oh man that that's that show was weird. <laughs> it was yeah, I'm cool, definitely though. gonna. Uh, and I love the intro music. I'm definitely gonna like uh, splice in a little like uh, bit of their music because oh my god, that every time I hear that that intro.
my heart like kind of drops and I'll just remember like this like work of art that I witnessed and it like just like has like a special place in my heart but I'm also like haunted by it how insane is that yeah there's um you saw uh Eureka 7 right uh actually no that is like the um that is my uh you know how everyone else has like Evangelion yes it's my Evangelion no shit, because I thought your Evangelion would be Evangelion, because it's everybody else's Evangelion, because that show is the goddamn uh, pinnacle of anime, in my opinion. Oh, But, like, it's funny. I just actually watched the first of the movies with my girlfriend this past weekend, and going back to that show, it's very laughable. It's just, like, kind of like, I guess, like, when the first time you watch it, you're just, like, super drawn in and, like, enamored. But, like, I've seen it so many times at this point that I go back and I'm like, yeah, Shinji's a bitch, and this is hilarious. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just, like, from seeing it too much. It's, um... Oh, the show is so good. But wait, yeah, what's this called again? Eureka 7. Eureka 7, yeah. What's it about? Oh, it's hard to describe. It's like, um... I haven't seen it in forever. I should, I might actually, I might rewatch it. It was on, uh, Cartoon Network, actually. Uh, I don't know, it's like a boy, there's like, it's, it's really weird. Like, it's on a, it's on like another Earth. And, uh, but they know of the previous Earth. Like, the people, it's like history, like legend, that they descended from Earthlings, like the humans on the planet. Yeah. And they're like these storms that whip up, that produce monsters that just like kills everything in their path. What? And, um, uh, and this kid lives in a, he lives in like a small town or whatever, and there's this stuff that they ride. They ride streams of air. Like, well, like how? Like, do they have a device to do it, or do they just kind of fly? They use it as like a p- power source. I'm trying to. Well, you know how um, Attack on Titan has those 3D maneuvering devices, and they have to like kind of Spider-Man it out of where they're trying to go. Is it anything like that, or do they just like they just like ride the wind, kind of? <laughs> I don't know, like on a, like a carpet. <laughs> At trappers, that's what they're called. Trapper waves. The atmosphere is permeated by an enigmatic energy known as transparent light particles. Dubbed trapper waves for short. The most important use of trapper energy is in its use as a method of propulsion for flight-capable vehicles. Though trapper-propelled airships are relatively common, using trapper waves for lifting, which is like snowboarding on air, is their predominant. The predominant use is for lifting. It uses surfboard-like devices called reflection boards or ref or ref boards. To ride trapper waves in a manner similar to surfing is a popular sport in the series. Most grandiose use of trapper, massive humanoid fighter craft, are recent development made possible by the discovery of bizarre alien life forms within the scub coral. So it's like, your world sucks, but at least you can hoverboard everywhere you're trying to go. It's literally, like, what it reminds me of is, like, Avangelion meets Gundam meets, like, a little bit of air jet gear. set and air gear. Yeah, because Air Gear was like Jet Set in a way. Did you ever watch Air Gear? No. 
Uh, dude, I actually did. It's kind of a strange series, but that was fun. I was just obsessed with Jet Set Radio, and that's one of the reasons I like got into game development. I'm like, I just want another next generation Jet Set series game, because that would just be fucking awesome. Like, they could have some really cool electronic music, and just really, like, you could skate around, tag shit, and just have a good time, and, like, maybe have some new trophies and shit. That would just be so fun. Oh, my God. But I guess there is a Sunset Overdrive. I have to give that a try. I don't know what's going on with that, but... Do you remember the eye toy? Oh, for the PlayStation, uh... What was that for? The PlayStation 2, and there was also the, um, the Game Boy Camera. Game Boy Camera, no shit. <laughs> Do you remember that, where you could take a picture of someone's face and they would become bosses? Uh, no, actually. Well, it was like, um, it was originally came out, I think, for the Game Boy Pocket or the original Game Boy. And, no, not the original Game Boy, I think it might have been the Pocket. But anyway, it had a little camera on it, it was a crappy camera. You could take a picture of someone's face and put their face into, like, a, a little crappy, uh... 2D side-scrolling game that was like super pixelated, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't that good of a game. Like it was it was terrible. But then there was a printer too. You could get a Game Boy printer. I have I have one actually. <laughs> Dude, that is classic. That's cool. You have one. Yeah, it. Uh, I think it still works too. They used real ink and paper. That's wild. <laughs> yeah, they were they were pretty cool, and they they ran off of four AA batteries, and you plugged it into the. Uh, connection port yeah it was it was really rad yeah i liked uh the little the little connectors for the game boy so you could link up and uh trade pokemon and do all that kinds of shit with your friends that also reminds me of like uh the multi-tap that that was an awesome addition to the playstation 2 or uh, did they have a multi-tap for playstation 1 um yes they did Nice. I I think I actually might have had one back in the day. But you could actually don't... use a multi-tap with uh, Final Fantasy IX. No way. What? What? How? How? Um. Well, player one would control Zidane in in the main game and also in battles or whatever. Whoever's player one and moved around on the world map. Like whoever moved around on the world map, um, was also player one. That was like the first controller slot, and then you could each player could control their own party member. That's in super, battle. So that's that's dope. Did you ever uh, get a chance to try that out? Um, I tried it with my brother once with two controllers, and uh, it was pretty cool. That is cool, man. Yeah, because I mean, especially if you're gonna just be playing that game anyway, and a friend's over and they're gonna watch, like that just makes it so much better. Like, do I'm trying to think. Not many other RPGs give you that level of player interactivity you can't just like add another player to your rpg can you um no actually uh i don't think any of them can yeah that's really cool that might be a pretty unique thing to final fantasy 9 i'm gonna have to look into that but that's really neat yeah it was the only one that had multiplayer most people consider it a pointless because you weren't really uh true yeah i mean for the most point you'd only do it for like uh special battles maybe and stuff it was actually only two players oh really so you could but, only do it with two but they each got to control two play two characters 
Oh, okay. That's yeah, pretty neat. Was, I'm on the wiki page now. It says, as a throwback to Final Fantasy V and to Final Fantasy VI, players can once again divide the party up between two players. Oh, so wait, four, wait, five and six did that too? Yes. Uh, in the SNES and PS versions, players can allocate different party slots to the two different players, though player one still controls the party on the map. That would been five. And then similar to five, players can assign battle party members to player one or player two on the SNES and PlayStation versions. I had it for SP, like I had a Game Boy Advance Final Fantasy VI, and it was a pain in the ass. Oh, I loved the SP. That was my favorite little handheld thing. It really was. It was a good, it was solid. Like, when they redid the screen, the final time yes. before it Yes, oh my god, on. that's... Yeah, that's the one I think I had, and that was just beautiful. The backlight was amazing. Yeah, just uh, and, and the games I used to play on that specifically were uh the Metroid games, or do you say Metroid or Metroid? <laughs> Me- it's Metroid. All right, thank God. All right, I just wanted to make sure because I think I heard someone say Metroid, and I was like, "What?" The Did hell? you backhand them promptly in <laughs> the face? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Metroid, dude. Oh my God, there that's like two- saying Samus Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know. That's yeah, Super Smash Brothers. But, uh... <laughs> oh, uh, the difference between melee and melee. Although that one's more, that yeah, one's me- more uh, debatable. Yeah, that's also like when people say the word meme as meme mm. <laughs> or meme. Or oh, dude, I think I heard someone say meme, and I was like, "What the? Is are you talking about a uh, Drew Carey show or whatever?" <laughs> <laughs> That blue eyeshadow. Yeah, oh, that, <laughs> that lady was terrifying. I think I had nightmares when I was younger, just because, like... <laughs> Her troll collection. Oh, God, I I forgot all about that. <laughs> and then there is uh, the boss. <laughs> Their boss was um Craig Ferguson. Oh, no shit, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. That show was yeah, really funny. it really funny. was. Yeah, there was some good people. Ryan like, Stiles uh, Ryan was on Stiles. there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He he was a real uh funny addition. Oh man, I miss Who's Lines anyway. Well, didn't they bring it back? I mean, I'm not sure how they are like out of their prime, but like definitely, it's uh that was a great, great show growing up. It really brought the family together to have a good laugh. Yeah, I used to watch that before I went to bed. Uh, it was well on at like eight thirty at night. It would come on, and then nine o'clock I'll go to bed for school the next morning. Yeah, I probably did the same, man. Yeah, my parents were strict about that bedtime, but. It was cool to watch. That show was funny as hell. I didn't know half the jokes when I watched it because I was young, so yeah. But didn't you still understand. laugh anyway. Yeah. yeah, a lot of everyone else is cracking up, so you're like, "That's funny." <laughs> that my parents are laughing at all the sexual jokes that they're making and stuff, and I'm yeah. just laughing along anyway. Yeah, it just goes right over your head, but you're like, "This is funny." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it happens. It happens. Yeah. The little kids are funny like that. They like social cues or whatever. Oh man, that just made me think of uh, kids say the darndest things with like Bill Cosby and stuff. But dude, Would you he's... like a pudding pop? <laughs> dude, he's under fire, man. Oh like, my god. Yeah, it's not a good time to be a fan of his. I or mean... <laughs> even be him. It's not or, a good yeah, time to be Bill Cosby. Yeah. No, no, no luck there. I thought he was just a good, all around good guy. Like, turns out he was a d bag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of strange when these women come out this much later to 
express this information, but it also, I guess it is what it is, but I don't know. <laughs> They'll get to the truth. They'll get down to it eventually. Well, sucks to be him. It really does. That's I feel bad because he's like so old now, but at yeah, the same time, like... like if he actually did do that stuff, he needs to be punished for it. Oh yeah, agreed, a thousand percent. That's I think exactly the what me and my girlfriend came to the conclusion that exact sentiment. Because he can't be like it can't be like oh he got away with it like exactly or like he uh, he got off because he was old. Or, like, he posthumously becomes famous for this terrible thing. It's like, no, dude, you need to atone for what you've done. He really does. I mean, I'm sure he's got a fucking fortune just because of his whole estate and all of his works and comedy acts that he did and all the stuff he did in the 70s. And He was right there with Richard Pryor, actually. Those two, like, revolutionized stand-up comedy. Yeah. And the what I kind of think is a little absurd is uh, TV Land, the network, took off the Cosby show in lieu of th- this scenario that's going on. And I'm just kind of just like, really? I, I, I think people can still enjoy the show and, for what it was and not necessarily just assume what's come, in, what's come to light is going to affect the show. But I guess the women who were directly involved are offended by that being televised so maybe it's like them requesting it to come to be off air i'm not sure if it was that or it was probably more or less the the producers or whatever the head of the network just being like oh well just because of this of recent events we need to take this off the air Dude, do you remember the mobile game for Kingdom Hearts that came out, like, forever ago? I feel like when flip phones were, like, just coming out and getting better and shit, they released, like, a Kingdom Hearts coded, and it was just so dumb. Like, you paid money to play it, and then it's just, like, it was just not even enjoyable. It was just the weirdest fucking thing. Pretty much how it works. They, They rip you off. Yep. That was weird. And then they made, like, wait, and then they made a DS game called Recoded, where they took the premise of that mobile game and made it into a full-fledged, like, DS game. Which is, like, how can... talk? I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the Kingdom Hearts series, but how many times can you take one game and remake it into, like, ten games? Because <laughs> they use the story from the first Kingdom Hearts in Recoded in a uh, chain of memories in like everything it's all just literally it's like oh you forgot everything so now you just have to play the first game again but it's under a different title like so many games <laughs> it's unbelievable i'm looking at it now and then they like they spend all this time making these like extra games that pretty much just end up telling you the same shit huh. and we're all just waiting <laughs> for kingdom hearts 3 and it's like, can you just focus your time and energy on that and not making these, like, unnecessary add-ons? These rehashes? The... Yeah, exactly. Tons of, like, little mobile versions. Like, uh, they had, like, tons for... Yeah, they made one for DS, 3DS, I think. Uh, there's just so many little extra Kingdom Hearts games. It's a new journey awaits. Sora's journey in Kingdom Hearts 2 has drawn to a close. And now a new tale is set to begin. Jimmy Cricket is looking over the journal he used to document his first adventure with Sora when he discovers a mysterious message. He didn't write it, so how on earth did it get there? 
King Mickey is determined to find out, so he and his friends decide to digitize the journal and delve into its deepest secrets. Inside this datascape dwells a second Sora who is about to embark on a grand adventure of its very own. Their hurting will be mended when you return to end it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, yeah, so they had coded, they had the mobile game, they have 358 over two days on uh, DS, then they had Birth by Sleep on PlayStation Portable, so you pretty much, if you want to keep up with this series, you're going to have to buy pretty much all the handheld devices, uh, including uh, the 3DS, also, if you want to play uh, th uh, Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. So they pretty much, they're just asking for all of your money. And now that the fact that the new Kingdom Hearts is going to be released on Xbox One or whatever, that's just, that sucks. But they're just trying to take as much money as they can. Actually, 2.5 just launched. Yeah, I know. December 5th or tw 2nd? I forget. It just launched, uh, product details. Oh, it's the, it's the, it's the 2nd. It contains Kingdom Hearts 2 Final Mix, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep Final Mix, and Recoded. Oh my god, I can't wait to play Birth by Sleep, finally! Because, like, I had it on PSP, but, like, like similar to, similarly to you, I had to trade that back in for bills and stuff, and, like, so I never got to finish that game, so that'll be awesome to be able to play that. Or is that a situation where they're just giving you the cutscenes for Birth by Sleep? Because in the first uh, remix, uh, the 1.5, you get to play Kingdom Hearts 1, the, the final cut. You get to play Chain of Memories, but then you get to watch the uh, cutscenes from 358 over two days. So I'm wondering, out of those three that you just named, is there one of them that's just totally cutscenes? Or do you get to play all three? I think Birth by Sleep is just cutscenes, to be honest. Um, I don't know. No worries. And I also really want to know what's going on with Dream Drop Distance, but I'm not about to go buy a fucking 3DS to find out. I bet it's probably Kingdom Hearts 1 all over again, but with a new twist. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance. It has to do more with Sora and Riku, I think. Join your favorite Disney and Square Enix characters to the joint force of the Kingdom Hearts 3D Dream Drop Distance, the seventh installment in the Kingdom Hearts franchise follows Sora and Riku as they look to improve their skills and become Keyblade Masters by participating in a Mark of Mastery exam. Separated from each other, they must reawaken sleeping worlds by unlocking the seven keyholes while battling evil Dream Eaters. Only then can they return to the Realm of Light and become Keyblade Masters. Interesting. All right, man, I got two things I got to get off my chest before I forget. All right, so as I was I was speculating, I thought that Birth by Sleep was just uh was just cutscenes. I was wrong. If that is a final mix of Birth by Sleep in the new 2.5 uh HD remix. But uh so the but uh the recoded is the cutscenes. So basically, you're going to be able to play Kingdom Hearts 2 final mix. Birth by Sleep final mix, and then be able to watch in theater mode, uh, recoded. And I think that's about three hours of, of cutscenes or something I, I think I read. So it's and basically same, a movie. Oh, yeah. And I actually, when I, I have, uh, 1.5 and I watch the, all the cutscenes for 
358 over 358 over two days and man that was like that talk about that pull that your heartstrings the character zion i'm not gonna ruin anything but you should uh, you should definitely check that out because i know you have it now yeah it's about three hours though because i remember sitting down being like oh this could only be like an hour and a half and then like three hours later i'm like going to bed i'm like holy shit that was long (laughs) but no i actually had that on ds2 and i i think i did beat that game and there's like i think you can play i forget actually it's it was a long time ago but that was really fun and being able to watch the cutscenes again remastered in HD that was it was good to be able to get caught up on what the story was there with Roxas and the organization that was that was really cool filler uh material oh yeah Sora's costume was different in Dreamdrop distance oh yeah and another thing so i don't know i need to talk to you about this cuz you're actually a kingdom hearts fan um what's so you know how Disney has the rights to Star Wars and Marvel and all. They're this thinking now? about it. Yeah. So what's your what's your initial reaction to that? I personally don't want to go there, but that's I just can't I just can't imagine it ending well. Um, I wouldn't bring. I would only bring Star Wars in if I was going to do that. I wouldn't bring the heroes in. Yes, please. I love. I would actually. Star Wars could work, but if it's it's Star Wars works because of the fantastical story and the the like, um, the weaponry and all the stuff they use it works in that. Imagine realm. like a uh, a Keyblade version of a lightsaber. That would just be so goddamn cool. But it's also I would just want them to like kind of limit it to like Star Wars episodes four through six because that's <laughs> the only Star Wars I care about. You get to go pod racing. <laughs> oh, oh well, yeah, actually, that would be neat. All right, we'll keep it through one through six, and don't go with the now. New this is pod racing, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, I had the pod racing game for what Game Boy? Oh god, it? oh shit, dude, that's a memory. It's like look at me, I'm a ten year old, and I'm gonna die. Oh, but wait, I have this perfect image to send you of uh of Sora meeting Deadpool. If like. If uh, Marvel were to somehow come into the mix, which I really hope they don't, because that's just too much. Yeah, that's a lot. A lot to take in. Yeah, agreed. It's like they still have to like finish up with like some other series already. Like I don't know, did they ever like we never had a conclusion for the fi- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean in the games yet, and like they have plenty to work with. It's just like don't don't overwhelm yourselves, guys. Yeah, they um they have a lot of material they could go through. Look at this picture of him meeting Deadpool, though. I died. Must be shitting me. <laughs> that's, like, the, exactly what he would say. <laughs> yeah, but that's, like... <laughs> it's so funny because it's 14-year-old Sora. It's not even, like, full-grown Sora. Yeah, true, right? <laughs> this one's, like, an additional... He's, like, 18 now or something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going on with the new one. That I just remember seeing that clip of like a storm of sh- of heartless just like cloud of them just like s- like swarming behind him as he like runs through maybe what kind of resembled twilight town kind of and that looked just fucking crazy Kingdom Hearts 3 news 2 days ago no disney properties are off limits Yeah they're they're seriously keeping it up in the air they don't want to they don't want to have anybody thinking anything solid says, with this information in hand, it means that we are much more likely to get a Pixar world than Kingdom Hearts 3. Pixar? Yeah, I mean, did they... they 
I think Toy they Story? did the Toy Story. Did I think they actually they had that in the works already? I think I saw a screenshot oh. or something. I'm watching the trailer now from E3. Nice. The Keyblade War. Oh shit, dude! They left us off at the end of Kingdom Hearts. So like, what's going on? And I think isn't that what Birth by Sleep is all about? I thought Birth by Sleep really covers what that whole teaser at the end of Kingdom Hearts two. With like, yeah, it is, it does. Okay, so, and then what the hell is Kingdom Hearts 3 going to be about? Like, where we left off with Kairi, Riku, and Sora on the beach, like, finding that letter from Mickey? Or or was that the end of the first game? I'm starting to get confused. No, the end of the that first game. That was the game, end of the second game. Yeah, that definitely was the second game, because the first was, uh, yeah, really heartbreaking. <laughs> Dude, I loved Kingdom Hearts 2. And yeah, so, I, uh, I was looking into it, which... Which Sephiroth is more challenging? I'm pretty certain it's the first Kingdom Hearts Sephiroth. That it son is. of a bitch. What the hell, dude? You could be level 100 and he's still going to kick your ass. Like, that shit is unbelievable. I hit you with the Game Boy, the gameplay trailer for Kingdom Hearts 3. Only 3,600 views. Like, you think this would be blowing up? It looks beautiful. Yeah, I just bumped up the to HD. Oh, dude, look at the fire, the animation. I know. Oh, and yeah, and they always add those little like extra stars and stuff when you hit shit. It's just so comic book like. This uh, this boss battle on a train is immaculate. Oh, I can't wait. I'm not th- just there yet, but oh, and look at the money and everything. It just looks. What the fuck was that? And no, yeah, this this the ship he is fighting. I did see this. This it literally. My jaw is on the ground. This game is going to be insane. And I love... Look at the down in the bottom right uh, where you see Sora and your character's health. And They're moving. MP. Yeah, it's like... It's so, like, fluid. It makes it... It just makes it more HD of an experience and just interactive. I don't even know how to describe it. It just... It looks so goddamn good. And, yeah, I bet... Imagine when Sora's You like his hair is, moving in the train? Oh yeah, it's so uh so good. I bet when your health is down, uh, it's kind of probably like an old Wolfenstein. Uh, Sora's gonna look like shit and be like, "Oh man, I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean?" They did it in uh, Kingdom Hearts One. He he looked like he was sick. That's right. Yeah, you're totally right. And that definitely probably carried through through in two. So I bet in three they probably really accentuate that. Now in development for PS4 and Xbox One. That's. It's exciting, but also, why'd you have to throw on the Xbox One there? Come on. <laughs> yeah. I know all like my our diehard Xbox or Microsoft fans are going to be like, shut the fuck up, Doug. But it's like, seriously, man. That's <laughs> uh, right. I've been a Kingdom Hearts fan since, like, I can't even remember, like, since this, literally since the series first came out. I was the hooked. announcement, I remember reading it in God was one of the game magazines when I was on vacation in Ohio, like, uh, as a child. Awesome. I remember reading the magazine and just like being like, I want this game. And I didn't have a PS2. And I remember just wanting it. Just wanting it so bad. Yeah, I uh, had a friend named Mike and he, I was at his house one day and saw him playing it and he was just in Traverse Town and and he let me play for a while and I was like, I need this game. And it was literally like, probably like within a week or so of the game coming out. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever played and I can't wait. And it's like got Disney characters. It just seems really interesting. And yeah, that ending, Jesus Christ, it just had me. And then I just couldn't wait for Kingdom Hearts 2. And I remember 
literally the day that was available, I bought Kingdom Hearts 2, and, like, p- playing the whole Roxas portion of the game, it's, like, about, like, three hours of gameplay, but, and, like, also, I was completely confused, like, not, uh, like, just being, like, where's Sora? Like, what the hell am I even playing? Like, <laughs> you play, like, three hours of game being, like, what is going on? And then it's, like, all of a sudden, like, it's, like, Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm, like, I just played, like, so long, and it's just, like, that's the beginning of the game? Holy Yeah, God. that was the whole point to get yeah. you used to playing as Roxas and you're like wait a second he's actually Sora and it gives you essential background especially but that's the thing people that skipped over Chain of Memories are kind of just like what the fuck is going on but like Chain of Memories does give you a little bit more of an idea of how that all came to be because like at the end of Kingdom Hearts 1 you see Sora Goofy and Donald just kind of walking off following Pluto into this like grassy area and then that's where that leaves off it, and then that's where Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories picks off up, like where they find like a hooded guy out there or whatever, like Sora encounters a hooded man and he pretty much is like, oh, if you go further, you're going to uh, find something, but you're also going to lose something. And I'm pretty sure like what he loses is his memories and you go into this castle oblivion and as you get further into the castle you lose more and more of your abilities and memories and it's but that game's like card based which is kind of a turnoff to me because it's just like kind of limits your uh the attack uh i don't know how i want to word it but it slows down the gameplay yeah it really it just it hinders a lot it makes it just awkward to like but i definitely played through it still because i just wanted to know and you definitely get used to it it's not like the end of the world by any means i still think you can play it and it's fun i actually beat it initially the kingdom hearts chain of memories was on game boy advance and that's where i first played it and beat it and i think after you beat it you can also play the game as riku which i never did but also in the hd remake they also keep that as an ability you can i I beat it on that too and you can play as Riku, I believe. Yeah. And that's like its own little storyline, which I actually have to get caught up on what goes on there. Alright, dude. Well, we should probably wrap this up. Alright, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, dude. Have a good night. Alright, you too, dude. See ya. Alright, later.